Hey y'all, welcome back to my podcast, In the Highs, In the Lows. I'm really glad you're here today, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Um, If you're new here, this is my podcast where I talk about Jesus, and then I have my friends, and they also talk about Jesus, and it's basically just a bunch of people talking about Jesus. Um, So yeah, hope you enjoy. Hey y'all, welcome back to my podcast, In the Highs, In the Lows. If y'all are new here, welcome. If you don't already, you should go follow my Instagram account for daily devos. I've heard they're really cool. I heard that from me because I spend too much time baking them. Um, so if you want to go follow, my Instagram handle is at inthehighs.inthelows. Um, so this Saturday is my dad's birthday, uh, the 26th, and he would have been 55. So I thought it would be cool if I shared with y'all how I'm giving my grief and my struggles up to Jesus. By that, I don't mean... I stopped hurting because who can hurt when they have Jesus because that's unrealistic and unhealthy. Rather, I'm going to focus on giving God control in my situations and finding joy because your struggles are no longer your own. So I have always really struggled with letting go of something. Often I feel that every situation I've handed is mine to solve and mine to bear. This is part of the reason that I don't always open up to people right away. This has impacted my faith a lot as well. Because somewhere in my mind, I decided that Jesus can't handle my troubles because I can't. This is not in line with, with the truth of the Bible at all. In fact, the Bible says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, you all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I have always struggled with giving God the reins of my life, even though he says here that he is ready to carry my sorrow. Somewhere in my crooked mind, I decided that if I can't handle my stress, why could Jesus? And I definitely couldn't carry my own burdens. When my dad first passed, I tried to handle myself. And it was bad. I refused to sleep because sleeping meant laying in bed trying to fall asleep. It meant laying in bed up at my ceiling and wiping tears off my cheeks because I couldn't help from crying. It meant actually having to think because there was nothing else to preoccupy my mind because there wasn't some screen or some distraction in front of my face. Often I would go to bed at 7 a.m., when my mom had already woken up for the day. I couldn't sleep, but I also couldn't stay awake. I would try to watch TV to occupy my mind with something else, but I would end up getting mad at the character because I convinced myself what they were struggling with was nothing compared to losing a parent at 15. I had anger infesting my every being, and it caused major anxiety. I started stressing about my area being blown up by an atomic bomb or that a scorpion would crawl out of my vents and kill me. These are real examples of real anxieties that I had. My anxiety was about the most unrealistic fears in the world, but they scared me so bad that it prevented my sleep and it prevented my thought. And I know a lot of y'all probably struggle with anxiety, and I do too. I struggle with normal anxiety as well. Um, This anxiety was no different from the normal anxieties that I have. Uh, They were just more unrealistic than normal and just sometimes made people laugh out loud. But I was counseling for all my grieving problems and the fact that I clearly didn't know how to deal with my emotions, uh, but it only brought temporary relief. My counselor had me write out why these anxieties were unrealistic and why I shouldn't worry about them. It worked normally for a couple of nights and improved my sleep a little bit, but a couple days later, I would be back to struggling to fall asleep. At this time in my life, I would pray a little before bed when I did sleep and would fill every other sector of my life with worldly stuff. Not only did it not fill me, but I knew that some of my anxiety was rooted in it. I knew that when I stayed up late and I watched YouTube for hours, it would grow my anxiety and freak me out, even though I was just watching film theories or Broadway shows. 
And I'm not saying that these are bad things because they're not. Those things can be really fun to watch. But for me, I was choosing to put those things on the throne of my heart where only Jesus belongs. I had been reading my Bible before he passed, but after he died, it was just too hard. I was reading through the Gospels, and it was hard to read over and over again about how Jesus performed miracles when I knew he could have saved my dad, but he didn't. So I refused to let Jesus comfort me when his, with his word and rather decided that I knew better and I filled my head with poisonous material. One day I started to realize what I was doing was toxic and the way I was reacting was hurting more than healing. I decided that night to read my Bible because I was sick and tired of all the hurting. I read my Bible that night and almost overnight my anxieties were gone. I felt better for the first time in months. So I started reading it again and again. And don't get me wrong, it's not like that habit was easy to pick up. Reading my Bible has always been something I struggle to be consistent with. But Jesus knew that's why that's how I had to come back. He knew if I was going to give up my struggles, I had to pick up where I left off. I had to start to change my perspective. I read about stories like Lazarus, and I realized that even though my dad was not saved, I was. I was born again. I get to live a life for Jesus. My dad might have left this earth, but I get to live in the blessing that one day I will see him again. I think that a lot of us in this understanding that Jesus will bless us no matter what, and that when trials come our way, and they will, I promise, uh, that he'll just provide a way out. But our trials are what develop our character. My relationship with my Savior grew in my trial once I learned that it's not my own struggle to carry. I think that's how people learn to be joyful in their trials. I think when we are consistently searching our lives for an exit to our struggles, we focus on the fear and the worry and the hurt. But when you stop looking for an exit and rather look for your Savior, you stop worrying. The trial probably isn't going to disappear. In fact, the hardest trials I endured really never go away. The loss of my dad is a trial that will probably never stop following me around. And I didn't have good friendships in middle school, and that burden of feeling useless and unliked is a struggle I will carry around all of my life. But, I'm, but if I'm looking for an exit rather than a savior, I start to let that fear and that anxiety take control. I live in darkness when I'm called to live in light. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. James 1, 2 through 3. This verse always used to confuse me. James says, count it all to joy. But how do I do that? How do I find joy in my life? I was 15 when my dad died. My dad isn't going to walk me down the aisle. My dad isn't going to be here to see my graduation. My dad isn't here to tell me he's proud of me or that he loves me. My dad can't go beat up a boy when I get my heart broken for the first time. How do I find joy in that? With all that darkness and hurt. Currently at my church, we're going through the book of James. The Lord has revealed a lot to me. I think the way that we find joy is by looking towards Jesus and not letting our past define us, but rather Jesus. There's no reason for us to be living in the sorrow of our struggles that were current in 2016. We don't dress like it's the 1960s anymore because it's not current. Don't lead a modern life, but live in your past sorrows. We are not called to live in the past. We are called to live in Jesus. Only Jesus can bring us the joy and the redemption we are looking for. And just to be clear, that doesn't mean the pain will go away. Just because the cuts are old doesn't mean the scars aren't going to sting a little. But Jesus reminds us it's a scar, not an open wound. 
We are free to live our lives for him even though it still hurts. So find joy in the fact that you do have an exit and that exit is the freedom of Jesus. Stop looking for an escape and start looking for a savior. I want y'all to know if you know Jesus and if you've given up your struggles to Jesus but you're still feeling the weight of that pain because I've really been struggling with this recently. If you are, that does not prohibit you from working for the kingdom of God. Like what you're still doing is still going to be for the glory of God if that's your intention, even if you're still holding on to stuff. I felt a lot of conviction recently about the fact that I, all the pain from losing my dad hasn't fully gone away, even though I've given it up. And I'm just like, why, Lord, why would it still be here? And Lord, if this pain is still here, why can I go out and tell people about Jesus? It shouldn't be my right because I haven't given it all up. Um, and I went to a church camp last weekend, and I was reminded by some of my friends and some of the leaders that it's not ever going to fully go away. We can fully give it up to Jesus, but that pain is never going to fully go away, and that's okay. And that's not going to prohibit us from living for the glory of God. And I want you all to know, if any of y'all are out there struggling, I'm not perfect, so how am I going to be able to go preach the gospel? Um, we're not called to be perfect. That's impossible. That's not possible for us. We're merely human. That's not going to happen. If you're sticking to God's will and if you're praying and you're in the word, God will use you for, for his glory whether or not you're ready for it. God doesn't pick people who are ready. He makes people who are worried ready. And he makes people who are unprepared ready. Um, I hope that speaks to someone out there. Um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast episode today. Um, I know it's a little bit heavier than normal and a little bit more blunt. Uh, but I thought it was important to talk about. Yeah. So I hope you all have a great week. Bye. Hey, y'all.